behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fixing Radio. And it is that time. And uh, appreciate y'all uh, listening to us. I uh, mean that sincerely. We try, to our, try our best to get you great information on a weekly basis. We have great sponsors, by the way, that make this happen on a weekly basis as well. And I appreciate them uh, ever so much. I can't say that enough. Lewis, by the way, is joining us from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Again, one of our great sponsors. We appreciate all that they do. And Lewis, welcome. How are you today on this fine uh, Saturday morning, I should say? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'd be doing better if the Owls would have won, but hey, as you consider, it's a pretty good morning. Uh, yeah, um, I think there's all, all of us have a little disappointment along those lines, but, you know, hey, you know, it is what it is. And, and by the way, for a lot of you listening, I think what we're going to do, too, is a lot of the information that Lewis and I are going to share back and forth today on a couple of items, I'm going to replay during the week on Rush to Reason as well, just to get this information out. Might even put it on uh, Ready Radio as well, Lewis. So we'll kind of spread this around. So all of you listening, if you're hearing this on a different program besides Fix It Radio, now you know why. So, Lewis, let's get into it. First of all, energy prices, you and I both know they're they're not coming down. In fact, if anything, they're going to continue to increase. People need to look at every possible way they can to not only save money, but have a more comfortable living space at the same time, one of the things, and I, I learned about this just because my son had you guys put one in, and we haven't talked much about this. We've kind of touched on it briefly in the past, but your quiet cool system, which he just absolutely loves and swears by, explain that, how it works, energy offset. Let's just get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's, um, it's a whole house, basically, exhaust system. Okay, so um, some people confuse an, a whole house fan with an attic fan. They are two very different things. So we're going to talk about a whole house fan, which basically, what with the quiet cool system, what it does is it it replaces all the air in your house in approximately three minutes. So it's, okay. it's bringing the fresh air of outside in, right? So uh, another thing to consider is it is not a full replacement for your air conditioner. It works side by side with your air conditioner. It will extend the life of your air conditioner and help you significantly on your energy bills and maintenance bills on your elect um, on your air conditioning system. Um, and yesterday was a perfect example, and we've had, you know, several days of 90-plus, you know, degrees. But yesterday evening, we had a little cloud coverage, and by about 5, 6 o'clock, my air conditioner was off, my quiet cool was on. It was bringing in all that nice, fresh, almost rainy-smelling air. So um, it works really they're, – they're, it's almost like these things were designed for Colorado's climate because it works so well with the, with the you know, the up and down and changes of temperature that we have here. Uh, this morning, by the way, folks listening, again, if you're listening to one of our replays, it may not be the exact same uh, temperature or the way it is right now. But on Saturday morning right now here, Lewis, uh, we're about 55 degrees or so. I think we're going to top out somewhere in the low to mid-60s. This is a great example of what you're talking yeah. about as well. Now, again, you, even people that don't have a quiet cool, I get it. You could open up some windows and do some things that way. But I want to get into that, too, because I think, unless I'm wrong, if somebody's got, you know, seasonal allergies and things along those lines, is the quiet cool system better for them than just opening up all the windows and doors? 
Well, I would definitely say so because basically what it's doing is it's it's getting that air flowing. So just by opening up the windows and doors, you're allowing whatever if you have any irritants to come in. Well, there's going to come in. It's just going to get to settle. The quiet cool is keeping that moving. It's basically exhausting it all out. And what okay. it does, it also it creates like a thermal mass inside of your house to where it's um, like another thing that people don't consider is smells. Okay, okay. so. My kids like to cook, and sometimes they don't do a great job. So this morning, we woke up to burnt bacon. Okay. Um, so along with the, the great weather we have outside, you, you kick that on. Any smells, anything like that, you have pets, it exhausts, It gets rid of all of that, and it, it, it pulls it out of the carpet. It pulls it out of your furniture, pulls it out of your drapes. Like It actually pulls it because it's pressurizing or depressurizing your actual house. So it's not just air flowing. There's actual some science behind it that it actually – pulls all of the heat and anything else up and out. Okay. Um, dumb question, but I think if, any, if I have this question, I'm guessing there's other folks out there floating around that probably have the same question. As you install this system, and we'll get through, you know, we'll go through that here just in a moment as to how that works and, you know, the differences in the, you know, the flows and the size of the house and so on. But, but in general, do you have right. to add any other intake into the house outside of what's already happening with cold air returns to the furnace and so on. How does that work? It's, it's really going to depend on the, the age of the house, typically. So any house that was really built from about 1985 on, usually don't have to worry about it. We still check for venting, okay. but you do have to make sure you have the proper um, you know, um, airflow and outtake. So basically, it's typically going to be like a gable vent, um, or a lot of times people you'll see um, in your sockets, there's eve, there's those little eve vents that are around there. Uh-huh. We will go around your house and we'll make sure so it's going to be based on the, on the square footage of your house is how we're going to size the quiet cool fan system and whatever quiet cool fan system we size, we have to make sure we have the proper, um, venting that's going to allow all that air to escape. Okay. So usually, uh, in some cases, if we go and look, you're short on venting, we will add a roof vent or we'll add an e-vent. But in, I would say, about 80% of the houses we come to already have sufficient venting. Okay, perfect. And, because, again, I'm going back in time, and this is the, and and I want to have you explain the the differences, because, again, we want to make sure people really understand this. I remember back in the day, you know, again, ex, you know, air conditioning when I was growing up was really, Lewis, I'm, I'm not exaggerating here, it was a luxury. Only rich people yeah. had air conditioning when I was growing up. I mean, the way we got by was, you know, you stuck a fan in the window or you might have a little evaporative <laughs> cooler that you sat in the living room that you, you know, put ice water in. Or in the case of our house, my dad finally, you know, put in an attic fan. But I remember that attic fan, number one, if you got near it, it'd suck your T-shirt off because the thing sucked like no tomorrow. (laughs) But I also remember we had to crack all the windows in the house to allow enough airflow in to make that thing work, you know, efficiently. And granted, this was an older home and not not like what you're talking about. But but again, I think that what I want to make sure people understand is we're not talking about that old bat box attic fan like what I grew up with. Right. That's correct. So that old box fan, there was usually about really two sizes that you can use for those, and they were about close to the same CFMs. They ran about 2,000 CFMs. Um, And what they were was you would just cut a big hole, usually about a three-foot by three-foot hole in your attic. It would would span across your joist. You'd sit it right on top of there, and then the, the motor was just right there. There's some very thin sheet metal louvers that slap open and slap closed based on the suction when it turns on. And when that thing's on, you could look right up and you could see right into your attic. You could see insulation blowing around. That's the old time that you're talking about. Extremely loud, very not very energy inefficient, 
Um, but also the problem with those is, too, in the wintertime, well, now you have this big gaping mm, hole in your ceiling point. that's good covered point. by nothing but sheet metal. All of your heat escapes. We have so many customers in the winter one, ask us, we just can't keep the heat in our house. First thing we go, we look, they have one of those gigantic old um, attacans, and that's where all your heat's going. So then you have to get up there, throw a blanket over it, or do some sort of yeah. winterizing for it, and okay. they have to remember to do that again. When you turn it on, otherwise it's you know you're going to have a big mess on your hands. So we are not talking about that kind. The Quiet Cool system has some insulated dampers. So first of all, the hole that is open, it's not a massive three by three hole. It looks more. It's they're designed to look just like one of your existing air returns in your house. So it's going to look like a, a simple vent on your ceiling that would be for your furnace. Okay. Um, but up inside there, there's two very quiet, thick, insulated dampers that open and close. When those close, that's keeping all your heat in. They're probably better insulated than, your, than the rest of your house is. Okay. Um, then there, you've got insulated ducting that goes up, it curves over, and then uh, uh, several feet away is where the actual motor is suspended in your rafters. So it's, there's no vibration, because that's another thing. The old ones, they sat right on your trusses. Not only were they loud, they vibrated your whole uh, house because they were true. sitting right that's on right. your trusses. You're right. right. No, no, great point. And this one, it, Great yeah, point. and this one is suspended by um, by straps up in your attic. So they're, I mean, they're incredibly quiet. And the great thing is, you know, they um, they go up to about seven thousand CFMs, which is quadruple the size of those old fashioned ones. Wow. Now you do crack the windows. Um, you want to because you, you are bringing outside air in. And what okay. Michael does is they could you can get these little window locks. You don't want to open the windows. You just want to crack them and crack them in multiple areas of your house because you want to pull in from all different directions. Okay. If you have a basement, great place. You can you bring all that cool air from your basement, pull that through your whole house. So now you're, you're utilizing the cool air in your basement that's just naturally cool, and you're pulling that through the rest of your house. Incredibly, incredibly energy-efficient way to cool off your house. All right, and, and I just got a text message from... Dave Hart, our roofer, which got to get you two, you two guys together because Dave says every week when he's up on roofs, he sees many, many of them that, A, just don't have enough ventilation in the roof system itself, Lewis, which is exactly what you're talking about, which Dave yeah. says, you know, t- the quiet, cool system does several different things. The other addition that uh, Dave was just mentioning in a text message, Lewis, is because you're getting all of that cooled up in the attic, it is going to extend the life of your roof as well. So what you guys are doing is there's several parts huh. to this where people are gonna gonna gain at the end, not just on the heating and cooling, but you know money wise on the life of the roof as well. So I got to get you and Dave together on that as well because you guys could work together on that end also. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and he and he's 100 percent right because when you have up your attic, what it's doing the quiet cool fan is it's taking all of your hot air and it's exhausting it through your attic. So it's it's also pushing all the extremely hot air out of your yeah. attic. So your attic during the summer it's 160 degrees. If your quiet cool is running, it's it's dropping that by about 30 40 degrees. Which you know now the wood in your attic, everything in your attic is not being exposed to those extreme heats. So that's going to extend the life of anything. Yep, yep. No, guys, listen, please. This is huge. Um, uh, what I'm going to do, just because I want to take this segment and I want to be able to play it during the week as well. So, Lewis, I'm going to sort of take a stop here, but we're not going to stop because we're going to come right back and keep talking for about another five or five minutes or so. But, guys, those of you that are listening, uh, that may be listening to a replay just because we have to shorten things up a little bit for, for during the week. Uh, Lewis, how, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? I know we've got our KLZ you know, call-in line specific for you guys, but what is that? What's the best way for folks to, to get a hold of you guys? You know, I've, I think you guys have that KLZ. We actually have a specific number for KLZ. I don't have it right now. I've got it here. I, 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 I it's in my that. other notepad, but I just I grabbed it really quick. 
0231. So all of you listening during the week, please give Lewis and the guys a call. Which, by the way, for, for Lewis, I'm going to give you a little attaboy here as well. My wife, who we call a lot of different people during the week for a lot of different things, she tells me, you guys do the best job when it comes to phone answering, appointment scheduling, the, the you know just the whole texting to and from the job, I and mean, all the things that you guys do. Uh, she you know she is absolutely impressed with the level of service you guys perform on that end of things. So I know I've passed this on to you guys before, but I'm going to say it openly. Uh, you guys really do set the standard when it comes to how to take care of people when they call on the phone. So, Lewis, you guys are doing just a fabulous job there, and I commend you highly. Well, thank you very much, and that, that's not by accident. We, um, we focused on that. that. That's actually our main focus, really, is customer communication, customer satisfaction. Well, you guys are doing a great job. So, again, those of you guys listen during the week, give them a call directly on the KLZ line, 720-526-0231. Now, we're going to keep going, Lewis, because I want to talk a little bit more about the energy savings on that side of the fence. And I know it's hard to tell because every home is different. It depends on the year, their HVAC system. Do they have a, a you know a single unit, a split unit, all these different factors. But on average, what do you feel a quiet, cool system would save somebody on their, you know, not only on the heating bill in the wintertime, but on the cooling bill in the summertime? What do you figure on average it's going to save somebody? So what the, the numbers are is, and it's, this has done a study by QuietCool over the last several years, is on your on average household, so we're talking about 2,800 square feet with a single furnace, single air conditioner, the annual savings is about 80% on your energy bill wow, directly huge. for, now we're specifically talking about your heating and cooling. So it's an 80% savings wow. on those energy bills. Okay, so if we start seeing energy prices continue to go up like they are, I, I would have to sit down and actually run the math on this myself. But I, I'm guessing, depending upon somebody and their bills and so on, you're what, uh, uh, probably what, a, a 12 to 18-month payback, or is it going to be a little longer than that? What are your thoughts? It's going to depend if, if you use it properly, but we figure a worst-case scenario, two years, it should have paid for itself. Okay, worst-case, two years. You know what? That's still a pretty good return, Lewis. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy's listening, please. That's really solid. There, there aren't very many things, Lewis, that folks can do to get a payback in two years. And then, by the way, still have a, you know, keep in mind, we're, we're extending the life of our roof. We've got a more comfortable living space along the lines as well. So there's multiple benefits besides just the savings. But And that, by the way, everybody listening, that's at today's energy prices. If we see, Lewis, a 30 to 40% increase this winter like they're talking, that's going to be a faster payback. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, without, and that's coming too. That's definitely it. Sure is. All right, hey, if you got if you got time for another segment, I do want to talk about you know you know just home whole home generation, some things along those lines that I think folks really need to be looking at, especially with where we're headed again, energy brownouts, things like that. Have you got a few more minutes for me? Oh, absolutely. All right. We'll come right back, guys. This is Lewis from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. By the way, if you got a question specific for Lewis, uh, best thing to do is text me, and I'll get that question answered. 307-200. 8222 again 307 200 8222 I've got Lewis from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that includes any electrical problem you might have as well so either HVAC or electrical give me a call or a text message and I'll get that answered as soon as we come back this is Fix It Radio KLZ 560
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001 and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. 
That's 303-662-0789. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Lewis, by the way, the owner of Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, one of our great sponsors here. Uh, not only at Fix It Radio, but Fix It Radio, Ready Radio, uh, Drive Radio, and, of course, Rush to Reason during the week, one of our great sponsors. We appreciate them uh, very, very much. So, uh, and, and, again, for everybody listening, we will get uh, Lewis and uh, Dave from uh, RoofMax together when it comes to just how to save money on your roof down the road and so on because a quiet, cool system would be uh, really, really slick when it comes to that. Lewis, let's talk about... Whole house generation, which I know that everybody out there listening is not going to, you know, uh, probably flip the bill for, you know, the total cost of, of a, you know, as soon as the power goes down, the generator comes on and you're back up and running. But I will tell you that I think if people really look down the road and we look at what our, you know, grid is doing and where we're going to be in the not too distant future, they may change their mind. Yeah, yeah, they would. Um, and so, you know, when you're talking about whole home generation, though, there's there's two different alley, uh, avenues you can go. You can go just the foot, like the one you just spoke about, which is the fixed in place. Looks similar. It's set similar like an air conditioner. You have a pad. It's got an automatic transfer switch. Utility loses power. That thing kicks on, and your house is operating like business as usual. That's yeah. that's one way to go. Um, also, there's some concerns to have in mind, so people need to think about why am I interested in backup generation, and we'll get to that in a second. Okay. The other the other side is your portable generators where you lose power, you go out, you manually start it up, you manually do a, a transfer switch. Usually it's like a little um, uh, uh, harness, like a cable, uh, a circuit breaker harness that we put in the panel. It's designed for a panel to where it makes sure that utility and, and your generator can never be on at the same time. Okay. So you manually flip that and then now your house has power. I, at my house, I have the portable style just for the reason of I, um, I haven't had a lot of issues with power outage in my area, but it does happen. And, I, and from what I understand, um, it's going to be happening more yep. in the very near future. Yep, I think you're right. But, but the other part is, you know, for me, we, we also have a, we have a family cabin. And so if we do need to get out of Dodge, I can take my uh, portable generator with point. me. I have propane up there. Great point. Um, and I like the, I like the propane um, version, too, because propane is more portable. When you're talking about the fixed ones, it's typically natural gas, um, which is very convenient. But then you have to consider, okay, why am I interested in this? Is it because I'm in an area that gets a lot of power outages and I just want to make sure I can operate? Or am I planning for social unrest and or, or, or right. long, long-term blackouts due to you know social issues? Um, so you have to th- figure, what am I trying to accomplish? Because 
the fixed generator is going to be more for the people. Like there's a lot of people up in Silverthorne and certain areas where the local jurisdiction, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a huge fan of XL Energy, but local jurisdictions, I mean, they really handcuff XL. XL's been telling these people, hey, we need a substation here. Hey, we need another substation there. There are jurisdictions that are making them wait. They're, it's taking sometimes 20 years to grant wow. them a permit. Wow. You're and, and I, I did. Lewis, that, that, that's news to me, I, I, what you just told me. I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling some of that was going on. So what you're telling me is there are certain municipalities in our Colorado region where it's not, you know, I'm like you, I'm not a huge fan of XL Energy either, but in some cases it's not totally their fault because the municipality is actually hamstringing them, not allowing them to do what they need to do. It's in most cases. So wow. just one example is I know there was one up north where the city, I'm not going to say the city, but um, they didn't like the way a substation looked. You know what I mean? They have wires coming and right. going, and so they kept, denying, <laughs> they, kept, yeah, they kept denying XL's permit. Okay. And so finally, XL had to create this fake-looking building around it. And, you know, and it, it, I mean, if you want to know why your energy costs are going up, that's one of the reasons. These local municipalities, they're not allowing XL to run new transmission lines to areas they need to. The grid is literally hanging by a thread. I know this for a fact. XL, they are so undermanned. They used to have crews that would go do preventive maintenance. Now they have like three or four crews covering the entire state of Colorado, and they are literally just going out for emergencies. Um, so those guys are, they're spread very thin. There's more demand on the grid than ever. They are piling even more on the grid that really can't handle it. Right. So um, they are planning, and they, they are absolutely going to be rolling blackouts or brownouts like we've never seen in the next several years. It, it, it's not a matter of, is it going to happen? It's, it's when. We know it's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, which, again, I've, I've, uh, I've got to call into you guys because we're going to go through that process at my place. In fact, once that's done, I can then come on air and, you know, we together even talk about how that works and so on. And, I, and again, I, yeah. I'm not going to hold you this because – I, I know every single circumstance is different, the load of the home. And again, those are one of the things that I know you guys will do. So if some, all of you that are listening, if you're interested in either a, you know, the portable backup, you want to run between two homes like Lewis does, or uh, you want to do what I'm going to do, which is put just a standalone, you know, on a pad like Lewis talked about a moment ago, similar to what an air conditioning unit is. It's just a standalone generator. In my case, it'll probably run off natural gas, Lewis, because I got a pipe right there that we can tap into to make it really easy. But at the end of the day, and I know it's really a, a wide variation, you know, depending upon the KW that's needed and so on. But on average, what is somebody looking at on a, you know, whole home generator, you know, standalone, not the portable type, but the standalone? Sure. Okay. So your standalone, it's like you said, it's, it's going to vary, but you, you really want to plan for anywhere between, if we're talking parts and labor, the cost of the generator, the whole thing out the door, plan on spending anywhere between about 12000 It can get up to $35,000. And one of the big um, variables is the people don't consider is the natural gas aspect. Okay. So these, those, those, those generators that are fixed, they take a lot of gas. They take so much gas that I've never seen one installed where you did not have to have Excel come out and replace your gas meter with a larger regulator that allows more gas flow to go through because the generators take so much. You have to tap it directly off of the meter, and, and there's not enough gas pressure there, so you have to increase it. But the other problem with that is now that you've increased the gas pressure, you've increased it to the whole house. So now the gas pressure that's going in your house is too high for all of your appliances. So now you have to go through the house uh, and install little, small, little regulators at each appliance to bring that pressure back down. 
this the plumbing bill I've seen it, it could be I mean if everything's perfect the plumbing bill's been fifteen hundred I've seen the plumbing bill go up to eleven thousand wow. dollars because of the location of the meter because of everything they had to do and it was um, so that's one thing you have to that is a major variable is getting gas to it and then how many other gas appliances do you have and how many additional mini regulators do you have to install on all those appliances. Makes no, that makes total sense. And I'd never really I mean, everything you just said, I, I get makes total sense. I hadn't thought about that before. So again, that's one of those other variables. Yeah. Depends on the home, how much gas is coming in, what else is running, how far does the line have to run, all those different factors, because you know, in my case, I know exactly where mine's coming from, which I have a line fortunately coming right off the meter that runs right to the area we're gonna put the generator. So in my case, I don't think yeah, we have a lot perfect. of extra things we're gonna have to do. But most people don't have that luxury. Exactly. Exactly. So that's one of the things you definitely have to consider. Okay. That you know what that is. That's you know. Th- thank you. By the way, that makes total sense. I hadn't thought about that. Now, I guess the other option is, depending upon all of that cost and what somebody wants to be able to do, you could, in some cases, have a pretty. And I don't know the exact um, specifications for these as to what you can get by with code wise and so on. But you could run off propane even that standalone generator. Correct. Yes, you can. Yeah, so it, um, the generators, there are so many varieties out there. I know there's some of them that will operate off of diesel and propane or regular gas and propane with very minor, uh, um, minimal adjustments okay. that any homeowner can make. So, yeah, you definitely have options. You just you want to think about if you're going to spend the money, even if it's a portable one, you, you want to make sure that you're, it's designed for what you're wanting to do. Correct. So think about all the, you know, all the applications and make sure you're considering that. And in some cases, people do want, um, you can get a very smaller fixed generator and they only want certain vital circuits on there. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, that's going to be a low end. People may just say, I just want a microwave. I want some lighting. I want maybe my furnace for heat. And that's about it. And maybe just a couple of random outlets. Oh, and of course, my refrigeration for my right, right. freezer and my refrigerator. Right. The, you know, the more minimal you get, obviously, is going to affect the cost. If you're someone that wants to be able to do a load of laundry and bake a turkey and, you know, have your air conditioner full bore, that's going to be very different. And, you know, the cost is going to reflect that. Makes No, again, again, this is why folks listening, you can't guess at this. You really need to get these guys out, explain to them what you'd like. I mean, again, I'm assuming, Lewis, you guys come out, you're going to have a full questionnaire of, you know, what do you want running? Oh, yeah. how, you know, how do we need to size this? All that's going to have a variation on per unit. Maybe they've even got their own generator at this point. And they're wanting to go the portable route or they want to do standalone. What, what's our lead time like on either or? Um, so as far as, as we go, so on the portable side, typically customers are going to buy their own generator. Okay. Um, if, if somebody has, if, if somebody knows exactly what they want, we could obviously purchase it for them, but there's typically that happens. We can get out fairly uh, quickly and we're talking within a couple of days. We can okay. get out there and take care of that. Okay. On the, um, on the fixed generators, it's going to depend on the size. We, like everything else we have seen, you know, some shortages or things that aren't readily available. They don't have them ready. So sometimes those are taking, I would say on average about three to four weeks to come in. The last one we did took about four weeks to come in for a customer. Okay. Um, so, but once the generator arrives, we can be there within two to three days to perform the work. Okay. So really on that end of it, it's really comes down to the size of the generator, lead time on getting that particular uh, you know, product, getting the generator itself. Now, here's another maybe dumb question, or maybe it's not. Any specific brand you use that you like over others, or is it a matter right now of just, you know, what can you get a hold of? Um, I mean, it is what you can get a hold of, but for the money you're spending, you still want to be kind of picky. Um, you really can't go wrong with um, Generac or Kohler. 
I've had a lot of experience with both of them. Both of them are really, really good. That's not to say other ones aren't great. Um, and I, I just like to look at consumer reports. Usually if there's one that I'm not sure of, the one good rule of thumb, don't get the cheapest one. Just don't. Right. I would never right. get the cheapest one. Right. Um, but Generac and Kohler have been in the game a long time. They're kind of the brand names. Um, and, you know, the other thing to consider is when you're going with one of those those bigger ones, yes, sometimes you are paying for the name, but also along with that name, you're paying for the customer service and you're paying for the readily availability of replacement parts if mm-hmm. needed. Whereas if you're going with some sort of off-brand, if something goes wrong or if something breaks, it can be much more difficult to find a more run-of-the-mill part oh, going with point. an off-brand than good one point. of the major brands. Great point. No, no, that's a great point. Um, I'm assuming, too, that when you do these, each one of these has the ability to cycle on at certain times, do the things necessary so everything's up and running whenever you've got a brownout or a blackout. Yep, yep, of course. Um, and so, like, the fixed ones that you're, you know, that you're going to put on your house, those ones, you can set them up to where they will, I think it's uh, once every quarter, or you can even do it monthly, where it'll just kick on and run. Um, just because you do want them to run. You don't want your generators to sitting stagnant because right. if it sits for two years and you never yep. use it, and then when you actually need it and it kicks on, something goes wrong because right. it could be a small seal or something that just hasn't been actuated enough. And now it's just like a car. A car sits long enough. You want to keep that car at least you know starting periodically to keep everything going. So um, yep. on the portable ones, you're going to have to manually do that yourself. Just go sure. out, kick it on sure. for about a half hour, and then kick it off. And again, this comes down to what are you – you know, really, Lewis, it comes down to the, the person and what do they feel handy to do? You know, what can they do, not do? The other thing to think, you know, think about for all of you listening is if, you, if you're the handy person, but you're not there and something happens, how is that going to work? You know, can your other half or, or can the kids, right. you know, fire things up if you're not there? And again, if, if it's not simple and you're going through all sorts of steps, well, if you're not there, the likelihood of it getting fired up is probably pretty minimal, whereas, Lewis, the standalone units where it's just an automatic, you know, situation that, that happens, you get a brownout, a blackout, it automatically comes on, uh, that's going to be it, – it. nobody has to do anything. It just happens. Exactly, exactly. And one thing we do um, also highly recommend, and we do it for a lot of our customers, is um, if when the, when they do the portable, um, you know, the manual transfer switch uh-huh. – We'll just write out a, a quick process for them, just some okay. bullet points. Okay. We make copy of it, laminate it. But what we recommend doing is don't just have it. Just do a training session with everybody. I mean, Good a point. five-year-old could do it if he's shown properly. I mean, five-year-olds, they're working tablets and they're True. going through apps. They're Good a lot of, I mean, they're, they're very mechanically inclined with a lot of this stuff. So if Good you point. just show them how to do it Great and point. do it with them yep. one or two times, anybody can even, I mean, you can run through. We're talking a sequence of about three steps, four steps to do it. So okay. as long as you show them how... Even the children in your house can operate it. Awesome. Again, guys, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, 720-526-0231. I should have mentioned earlier, too, on the quiet, cool end of things, if you do that, there's a $300 off deal right now. Just mention my name. They'll handle the rest. Honestly, that's how it works, and it's a great deal. So get yep. them out. Get that looked at. Whole whole home generation, no matter how you want to do it, have them out and look at that as well. Lewis, again, I, and I appreciate you spending extra time with us today. I'm going to replay that first segment here probably Monday during our Rush to Region show as well. But I appreciate all that you guys do, Lewis. You, you, again, you're—I don't look at you as a spar- as a partner or as a sponsor. Rather, you're a partner. I appreciate what you do. Yeah. I, I always get great feedback from the folks that you service that are a part of our network. And again, uh, including my wife, I cannot say enough about how you guys do things. 
Well, thank you so much, John. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Lewis. You guys have a great weekend, and I appreciate it. Joe, hang tight. i got a quick break to make. Uh, we'll come right back. I'll take you, so don't go anywhere. Uh, and, guys, any other questions you've got for us here? i got about another 20 minutes of the show left here before we go into Drive Radio. Again, you can text 307 200 8222 or call in 303-477-5600. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra costs. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298191. Regulated by DORA. 
Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio All right, we are back. Uh, Joe, I'll take you first. Dan and Blackhawk, if you're still out there, call us. I'll get you on right after Joe as well. You had a question on security. Joe, what's going on, sir? John, just a couple of tips from a guy who's had uh, two portables and uh, two pads. I've, I've got a, currently got a pad now down in Larkspur. I had both a pad and a, I had a portable from my barn. In Syracuse, I had a portable. A couple of uh, t- uh, recommendations. If you're going to do a portable, it's essential that you have a disconnect switch before yep. you plug your generator yep. and you have to disconnect from yep. the grid. Yeah, you heard Lewis say that too, to where you just, you, you got to foolproof it so that nothing happens. Right, and, and in terms of foolproofing, here's one better way to do it. So you have the electrician out, you're going to put a, a disconnect switch in, it's about a 12 by 12 box with a big lever handle, uh, and, then be, and then after the disconnect and before your breaker box, you want to put a big 220 female plug. But here's the trick. You can get a disconnect switch that has a 90 degree elbow in it with a big flag, and that when you're connected to the grid and the handle's down, the flag is covering the 220 outlet, and you can't plug into it right. as long as you're connected to the grid. Right. And then the only time that female 220 plug is, is exposed is when you flip the handle up, or the other way around, rather, and you've disconnected from the grid. The only time that 220 plug should be visible is when you're disconnected from the grid. Um, now, the other thing about that, too, on my barn, you know, I had a... 5,000 watt uh, generator, but I had in the wintertime with a couple of uh, 1,500 watt uh, horse tank trough heaters, uh, strip, electric strip heaters in the sack room, I had like 10,000 watts worth of load. Obviously, couldn't handle it. So one of the tricks is you don't need to get a 10,000 watt generator. So what our, I had a laminated procedure. And so step one is you turn all those breakers off because if you try to mm-hmm. start the generator, you'll bog it down and crash it. So step one is you turn everything off. And then after you've got the generator up and running and plugged in, you then decide, okay, 
what do I want to be running right now? All right, I want my tack room heat on so I don't freeze the plumbing, and I want one of my outside tank heaters on. And then maybe 40 minutes later, you go out and you flip one of the tank heaters off and you flip the other tank heater on. So you don't need to have a 10,000-watt generator mm. uh, if, you can, if you can stagger and alternate the load. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. With whole house generators, which I have now, uh, one way you can also reduce the size of the generator and save yourself some money is putting some time delay switches. For instance, I've got two central AC units on my current house, and if they both tried to come on at once, I would I would overload the genset. So uh, the installer put a 30-second uh, a time delay on one of the AC units and a 60-second on the other uh, because when a big motor or compressor comes on, there's going to be at a five-second spike in the draw. So another trick you want to do is put some time delay relays mm-hmm. on your big electrical loads and you get by. And regarding the gas meter, um, you can always put, if you think you're only going to run this, this uh, whole house generator a few times a year and, and the gas meter, and say that your gas meter is around the other side of the house from where you want to put the generator, just consider putting an auxiliary propane tank in. It'll be a lot cheaper you won't have to mess with uh, putting orifices and all your gas appliances. Right. You won't have to run 150 feet of gas pipe. Um, so just consider putting a, um, you know, maybe a small 100-gallon propane tank, which will, you know, run you for a couple of days. So those are the um, suggestions I have. Uh, time delay relays, female plug, flag covering the plug, and, and stagger your loads. Um, and by the way, I thought he was a little on the high side. I put in a 22 kW genset for my whole house, and it's a 4,000 square foot house with with two AC units, uh, all in, including the gas piping. Uh, John, I came in at uh, uh, I think 10,500 all in. That was everything: permit, pad, gas piping. Uh, I was in, you know, and that's cheap, Joe. I mean, because right now around here, I don't know. I mean, maybe back there it's a little different. Around here, the generator alone is seventy five hundred bucks. Well, you know, I had to wait twenty eight weeks for mine. Yeah, now there are guys that have them in stock, and they will absolutely yeah want a two thousand or three thousand dollar premium if you want them in stock. If you want something on the shelf, because it, it costs a lot of money for these guys to keep that stuff in inventory. Right. But if you're willing to wait. Six months. By the last time I checked, the lead time was forty-four weeks. Wow, uh, jeez. Which is nine. Which is oh, ten months. By the way, ten months. Yeah. So, but you're right. No, if you want one now, if you want one, get one installed before Thanksgiving. It's probably going to be seventy-five hundred. Just yeah, for which means you're you're and you know, he's not far off. Then you're up in that fourteen, fifteen k range by the time you get everything done. You know, again, depends. And I, again, folks. Don't take my order, Joe's. Get them out. Each situation's different. Where's the generator have to go? What do they have to do? How's it sized? You know, what do you have as far as the plumbing end of it goes? Are you going to have to run a propane tank? That's a, you know, even though it's cheaper, still a cost there. So, yeah, you, you've got to get your situation looked at because everybody's going to be different. Yeah, there's no one size fits no. all. But there are but there are things you can do to again. You can if you put some time delays on, you can get by with a smaller gen set. Right. Um, yeah, minimize. Yeah, because again, folks, it's like anything else. You're paying for that KW in that generator. Right, and, and the more yeah, there I, is, the more you're paying. Is my point. 
Right, and the same thing. If you've got to run 150 feet of gas pipe, and yep. you're big, it's going to be big. Gig, That's big right. Gas pipe. As That's well. right. Yep. Yep. Um, no. No. Great. Great points. And and really comes again. All of you, you know, look at that. Um, but I do think, and and we know this, and I think Lewis was right when he said that it's not a matter, Joe, when it comes to brownouts, blackouts. It's not if, it's when, because you know they're coming. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. They're coming. Uh, and, and by the and way, then, folks, for everybody listening. A lot of you think, well, you know, I don't live in the city. That doesn't matter. Um, we're all on the same grid, Joe. Yep. So it doesn't make any difference where you live. It's going to come no matter what, right? Right. And even if you're down in the Castle Rock area, your IREA, IREA does not generate its own power. No, nope, they're just reselling it. They're just reselling. So if there's a brownout in Denver, there's going to be a brownout. That's right. In, in Castle no, Rock. No, you know, that's, you know, we, we, we kind of, you know, we're laughing a little bit, Joe, but I don't know if people really do, you know, understand that e- even a... You know, Boulder, you know, there was a big to-do here for a while back, and they were trying to, you know, take over and, you know, do their own power generation and buy everything from Excel and so on. And there are some cities, you know, Longmont's one. I think even Fort Collins runs their own, you know, power. But, but even in those cases, Joe, they don't own the power plants. They're leasing or, or buying electricity, you know, KW, uh, you know, per, per KW, if you would, or, or per megawatt, I guess you could even say. They're buying it and reselling it as well. They're, they're not owning. Very few cities own and operate the entire grid inside their city. Exactly. You know, they, they may own, you know, they may purchase the distribution lines um, and maybe even the substation. Well, and that's what, and really quick, that's what happened up to Boulder, Joe, is, you know, they started looking at, well, we, we, you know, we want to do all this ourselves, you know, because they wanted to go green and solar and all this other crap that, you know, you know, Boulder, they wanted to, you know, be out there on, you know, left field doing all this nonsense until they realized how much it was going to cost them to take that all over from XL Energy, who currently now owns all that infrastructure. By the time it was all said and done, of course, the bill was just astronomical, which I don't blame XL. They've got a huge investment there. Why would you sell that for pennies on the dollar? Well, not only do you have to pay to buy it, you you rush the maintenance costs. Oh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, Joe. A tree line falls on a a power line that comes down. Any of these, by the way, any of you that are listening that are on a city council and you've got any knucklehead on city council or mayor thinking that's a good idea, think again. It's not. Lightning hits a hits a power line, boom! You blow. That's you blow right. Four tran- you blow four transformers. But my, my partners and I looked, by the way, at investing in a business that recycled power company transformers. And every month they would get a flatbed trailer full of blown transformers wow. that they would wow. strip out. You know, salvage yep. the oil. Yep. You know, but and, and this was just one utility. A flatbed full of transformers yep. every month. Yep. From the utility. Not worth doing, Joe. Not worth doing. So, no, Not great suggestions. Doing. I appreciate it, Joe, as always. Yeah. Uh, have a great day. If you need something on Drive Radio, call us back then. John and Cheyenne, you're next. What's going on, sir? All right, John. Uh, I talked to you about this before, but just an alternate to the ten to $20,000. Um, it's called a Generlink. Your utility will come and put it in because they what they do is they pull the meter and they put this Generlink. It's about eight inches across between the meter and yeah. the meter house. It's like a big bushing. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And on the bottom it has a cord which hooks to the 240 on your portable generator. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just put this in, and what Joe was talking about, where you break the utility load, you break It, it the automatically load senses it. all that, though, doesn't it, John? Yeah. It senses that there's no load. Now, when the power comes back on, it won't flip it until you disconnect and turn the generator off so it doesn't surge it. I see. And okay. Then, so, so where I live, um, I need, if I lose power, I need my well, 
I need power to run my pellet stove, the refrigerators and the freezers, and maybe a light or two. People got to realize that when you're out of grid power, you can't just run everything like everybody's right. home. Right, you good point. I mean? Great point. So I've got an 8KW, which will power everything I need. And you just have to think about it. You need your well because you need your water. You know, if you want hot water, you just – and you have to cycle things also. Your average freezer – if you don't open it, we'll maintain food for 24 hours. That's a great point, John. So great that, point. Huh? You, there's nothing that says you have to keep it running yep. for the whole time. Plug it in for a couple hours, unplug it. Same thing. Refrigerator. If you're not opening and closing it all the time, 12 hours will keep the, you know, the cold. And then the other thing that I wanted to say when he was talking about changing all the uh, regulators on the gas, Anybody who's out there, and this is Fix It Radio, that's thinking about putting in one of those on-demand water heaters, those usually will require, will require you bring the pressure up coming into the house, which means you have to do that same stuff all over again. Uh, yeah, great point. On all your other appliances. Yeah, good point. So if you're going to invest in one of those, make sure that the plumber that's doing it goes around and checks what pressure is necessary for that appliance plus everything else because, like um, – the guy from Absolute, was it Absolute? Yeah, yeah, Lewis, yep. As he said, that that's a couple of grand extra yeah, right there. He's the right, good, good point. Yeah, so you want to think about those things, but my generator's at the Walt AK, and I have yet to have a problem with it. It runs fine, lasts about 10 hours on a tank of gas. And the other thing I always do, if I know there's a storm coming, I fill up my plow, and then I get 15 gallons of gasoline for generator plow, whatever I'm going to need it for. Great idea. And that would probably last me five or six days. And if we're going to be out of grid power more than five or six days, we're in trouble. Yeah. No, great idea. By the way, good advice. Joe, thank you. John as well. Good. No, thank this you. is great. And again, folks, hey, not, not trying to alarm anybody, John, but you and I both know there's going to be more of these coming. Yeah. Hey, John, one other question. You brought it up the other day on Rush, and I'm hoping you had the numbers uh, and you were going to do it on drive radio of how much difference the E85 needs to be. Oh, to I can do that. Economic. Yeah, I can come. I can. We're, we're going to be coming up here in about five minutes. I can definitely do that. Yep. I'll be listening. Okay. Sounds great, John. Appreciate it very much. And yeah, guys, not trying to alarm anybody or, you know, try to scare anybody to doing anything either on your own or with absolute or, or, or even with the, you know, even John's method a moment ago, uh, again, by no means am I trying to scare anybody. Just wanting to make sure people are prepared and, and, you know, you don't have this. Well, why didn't anybody tell me these things were coming? I, I also don't want that. You know, who's going to have power shortages? I don't know. I, folks, I can't tell you. I do know this. Our grid, much to what Lewis said, and I don't think there's any arguing Lewis with Lewis when it comes to our power grid and where it's at, and in certain situations, it literally is hanging by a thread. And I think anybody that works in that industry can tell you that we, we just have not invested correctly when it comes to what's happening there. I, it's just sort of, to me, it's just been one of those, uh, you know, next year, next year, Next year. Well, next year never comes. And now we're at a point where we don't have enough power generation. So there's not enough power plants. Wind and solar are not going to cut it. We've already determined that in Texas. Uh, you know, there's just different scenarios and things that come up to where we just don't have enough. And now, to top all that off, folks, there's a huge push. You're seeing it daily. 
Huge push coming from not only government, but because of government, coming now from the car companies as well, where the EV push is getting bigger and bigger and bigger as well. And as more things start going on the grid, you're pulling from it, I should say, i.e. EV vehicles, we're just going to drag the grid down even that much farther to where, yeah, you're going to have brownouts and blackouts. And brownouts are where they turn the power down, not off. We've talked about that in the past, which, by the way, is is not I, I don't think is good for your home and or, uh, you know, the folks that are on the grid at that time. That's just my own opinion. Um, there's folks out there that probably could you know, argue with me and correct me on that. But I don't think brownouts are, are good. I, I frankly, I'd rather see a blackout than a brownout because I just don't think it's good for even the things that you're trying to run inside your home when they're not running at full power. So it's just my own opinion. Um, Again, I'm not an expert in that area, but I do know enough about electricity and how things work and perform and so on and some of the byproducts of not having proper generation. But again, I'm here to tell you, these things are coming. I think Lewis said it well when he said it's not a matter of if. It's it's a, you know it's not a matter of, of if it's when it's going to come folks it's just a matter of when is it going to come and I don't have that answer is it going to be this year is it going to be next year uh, the year after if until we make substantial improvements into our current grid system here in the United States of America it's coming and keep in mind folks you're not seeing any substantial improvements to the grid any way shape or form anywhere in this country so. I think that answer is right there for you. It's not going to happen anytime soon. So, guys, Drive Radio is going to come up next. I will uh, give you the answers to what John was talking about a moment ago when it comes to E85 and the difference in that and where that price has to be to make that uh, you know, make that work if you have a flex fuel vehicle. We'll be right back, though. Thank you for listening to Fix It Radio. I do appreciate that very much. We'll be back, though, in a moment for Drive Radio. This is, again, KLZ 560.